You're tuning in to the List Fanatic Podcast, an audio destination for branding and entrepreneurship. Over here, we like to list hard and play hard. Let's go. Boom. What's up, List Fanatic? We're back. We're ready to go over how you can overcome the most common content creator blocks. And you can even bring this into any part of your life. Um, we're mostly talking about content creation, but if you want to bring it into any creative field or just anything you do in life, there's obviously content or creation blocks that you go over and it's hard to deal with stuff. And we just want to share a little, shed a little light and hopefully help you guys create more because we want a little bit more creation in the world, a little more building, just better world. Yes. And speaking of a better world, we are in sunny Florida right now. A little bit of wind. I think it's 80 degrees outside in January. Loving this weather. So much sun, so much happiness. Smiles every time I go outside. We take the pups out for a walk every morning. Mm-hmm. It's just heaven. Yeah. It is. Heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. The pool opened back up oh, after some yes. construction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so I'm ready to go sunbathe, hopefully in the next few weeks. Mm. And then maybe we could take some of these content creator blocks, get them out of the way, <laughs> and go create by the pool. That's right. It sounds so lovely. Yeah. So shall we kick off with the first one, which yes. is fear of judgment? And that's mm. uh, pretty hard for, I think, most people. That's why I put it to the top, because if you can't get past the judgment, and I know I kind of went over this like on social media a while ago with overcoming or breaking the status quo and being okay with that being okay with being different if that's your cup of tea if you want to be basic too great (laughs) so fear of judgment from particularly family and friends you know i've seen a lot of information on blocking and changing your settings on social media so that people don't view it but people are going to probably slip through, right? And see your content. So how do you mentally give yourself a break and say, it's okay if they don't agree with this, right? If your mom sees your TikTok, <laughs> are you going to be okay with that? You know, it's it's also kind of the fear of judgment of just haters in general. You're going to get hate and giving yourself permission to cry about it, be upset about it, and also create boundaries around that judgment is absolutely, you know, customizable. And you should consider that before, during, and after your content creation. Do you agree? I do. Yeah. So what if, but what if somebody gets like a real bad hate comment on there? It's like their first post, let's say. And they get a really bad hate comment. Like how bad? Just like, well, say, on say something they were with like, their hair or something. Yeah. Like say it's really bad. Like this person is like, oh, I don't feel good with my body. I want to start running. Right. And then they get a comment saying they're like fat or whatever. Like, right. How, how does that person deal with that judgment? It's like the mirroring effect, right? Thinking about, oh, the person hating on you is that's their mirror they're mirroring their insecurities onto you. So they might be dealing with self image issues, right? 
that's hard to recall in the moment. And I think everyone struggles with that, including high status celebrities, even though they're touched up and face tuned all the time. So that's, I think, a human error that's always going to be there. But being aware of it and giving yourself, you know, human moments to cry about it or be upset and go to therapy like that could be a really good uh, utility to use if you're going through judgment from strangers or close loved ones. But if people aren't encouraging you, I would say get them out of your life (laughs) ASAP. And maybe it's not like fully out of your life, but it's incremental or you set boundaries for for the time that they're, you know, speaking into your life. Anything else on fear of judgment? Oh. That could help people? I don't know. I feel like the best thing I've ever heard is that if you're getting all that hate, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And obviously don't go like being a horrible person, but it's like, if you're getting a lot of hate, you're like making changes and disrupting. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like it's just scary. And I think just letting yourself be scared, letting those comments like hit you and just feel them and then move on. I feel like that's like all you can do. And just noticing whether that hate is like the mirror, like you said, let sink in Mm -hmm. look into that mirror Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah so number two for most common is waiting for trends sitting around being like okay when's the next one gonna hit i'm gonna do a little limp sync video or i'm gonna just follow exactly what everyone else is doing it's hard because jumping on trends every, I mean, every social media manager is giving that as advice. You should jump on this trend. You should have this audio like, and it was before, you know, TikTok even. It was what what was trending at the time. A really aesthetic photo on Instagram with a long caption. You have to be aware, you know, that trends and sort of culture, you do have to kind of mold to it, right? You do have to kind of make it accessible for your audience in some ways, but you can also be a disruptor and a trend person. So continue to do you and don't wait around for the trend to come so that when it does come, it can kind of lend itself to you more than you it. And it's just a, it's just a, I think a crutch for people to hold on to. I, I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet because this trend doesn't fit me or this cultural movement doesn't fit me quite. Or if it does, I have to wait for the next one. And I can't continue my my creation, my creative process on my own without it as my crutch. So don't wait for that trend. It That's sounds, it my sounds like you're saying don't wait for the trend to fit you. You're saying just make the trends fit you yeah and pick and choose like yeah yeah absolutely 
nothing too crazy about that one. Uh, thirdly, the aesthetics of your content. And this is subjective. It could be aesthetic. You could be trying too hard to being like the no makeup queen with her hair in a you know messy bun, yoga pants, dog mom, stay at home mom, whatever it is. Like that's an aesthetic. That's a visual look that some people on social media gravitate towards, whether it's because they feel safe, they feel similar to that person. Then there's the aesthetic of like, and these are just some examples. It's going to always shift with culture. There's the put together, you know, Instagram model queen. (laughs) They're all queens, but you know, at least for like the feminine archetypes, girls who have it together they have a beautiful kitchen they have the city view they have their bikini photos whatever it is they're like very put together aesthetically and maybe they're geared towards fashion and makeup so there's all of these aesthetics that people are comparing themselves to that i think can be a hard you know block creative block like I have to fit into that aesthetic mold or I can't create until I have that aesthetic complete for me to go make it or batch content or whatever it is. So how does somebody get over that aesthetic then? Like say they're living in a really small one, like a studio yeah, and it doesn't look very pretty and they are struggling with ideas to like they're obviously on a budget they're trying to like make top notch top notch content with not a lot of um things that they can put in there like what how do you help that person they don't have objects backgrounds right. things of that nature it's like pretty barren they have like bare minimum and not a lot of surplus and cash to just go get whatever they want to make their stuff look beautiful or whatever, right? Like, how do you, how does that person do it? I think it's first defining whether or not that aesthetic is stemmed from judgment and expectation, or if it's something that you actually desire to be in your content. Because if so, great. If you're like an interior designer or graphic designer or, you know, a fashionista, you might want some of that aesthetic in your you know, physical creative process, create, you know, the, the end product, the, the in-between moments. And that's great. You have to be resourceful, of course, if you don't have the cash coming in to, to make that and buy those things. I would say if it's linked to judgment and expectation, of course, like go back to the drawing board with that step one and get over it in some way, whether that's therapy, talking to your friends, writing in a notebook, uh, really getting down and being self-aware and being you know, meditative internally to get to the root of the problem. But then if it is something that you just desire to do, it's a part of you, you want that to be a part of your identity, I would like green screen and have like whatever the aesthetic is as your background, you can get creative now. Of course, I'm not a huge fan of filters, but I use them anyway. So, I mean, there's that too. If you're like not having the best skin day and you want to do a filter, that's a way to kind of get put on some fake eyelashes without putting on fake eyelashes, without spending 20 bucks on them. 
and having a green screen. Let me think of some other ideas. Oh, being in your car, like just going to your car, filming that way. For some reason, people are so into it. They're like, oh, this person's on the go. They're going somewhere. Where are they going? What are they talking about? You know, other than that, man, that's a hard one. If you have like a blank wall or you could be, it just depends on the field, I think, too. Because you could doodle, you could like graphic design it in your background of your green screen. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Aesthetics wise. Mm. Do you care about it? Or I not even do you care about it? Do you have any advice? for people who want it or don't want it? I think like for the, if I'm modeling the same person of not having very much money and not having anything to use, like they're really strapped with cash, like they're struggling. They're like, man, I really want this beautiful aesthetic though. I think for that person, it's like, go and find like a public spot you could take some photos at, but then you got to get yeah. over the fear of judgment as well. Like you can't like, be scared of other people seeing you take photos, you know? Um, but I feel like there's a lot of ways you could get creative, like public spots. I feel like there's tons. Um, you might just need, for sure you need creative though, like a, a library, like there you go. I'm sure there's lots of stuff to do in there. A um, park, mm -hmm. a rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a friend's house. Like if you know anybody and they have a beautiful house, like, can I take a pictures, videos? Like yeah. <laughs> just like finding a way to get over that is just like. Macro photography and videos too. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted like a wine glass, you know, wine glass look by the, by the window, you could like hang some linen and have like a beautiful close up of the, the wine glass with the shimmering light and mm -hmm. fairy lights. If you know, you could afford a, some fairy lights from the dollar general store, even though for some reason, dollar general store is like hiked up in prices yeah. from when I was a kid, at least. Um, the, I haven't been in there in a while, but one, one last thing I'd like to say about aesthetics though, mm -hmm. is like you're editing your photos. So, cause you can, you can kind of edit your photos and just on your phone anymore. Right. You can go in and change the, I think it's the exposure, like makes it lighter or darker. Yeah. Like you could change a lot of stuff. So you could like take photos and videos and just change your exposure, make it a little bit darker. And then it's like. And even um, cap cut that whole trend that's going on with some of the cool little like visual video effects that elevates it for some, for it's weird because it's kind of like a glitchy effect, but it really does elevate it. It has like a darker exposure to, to what you're saying. Yeah. I like all of those things. And I, we're going to be taking photos by the pool because, hey, why not? It's yeah. on brand. It's has the palm trees and the, the tan furniture. Yeah. Love that. Next, we're going over number four, not knowing what to post. This one is huge. Not having content pillars, not knowing what your strengths are with communication methods. And I always use the word modalities, but really there's so many modalities now. You have to kind of 
figure out how to layer that in and what you're going to be consistent with, what you want to add in at different points. And I think number one, just starting is very helpful to define that because you could try something and be like, that is not for me. (laughs) That is not my topic. Like, I don't really know that much about it now that I'm actually speaking it out. Uh, Yeah, I think just starting and then defining it from there and and getting better each day. Mm -hmm. It's really the best way to go about it. I agree for that, for that same person in that small place they're, they're struggling with, oh, I want it to be beautiful and I want to create it, but like, what do I create? Mm -hmm. Right. They're like, what do I even care about? And I think like something they could do is just like, they don't even have to post anything. They could just be like, go throughout their day or, or weeks, you know, and just start taking pictures and videos and voice recordings of things that they're thinking about and hot takes and doing and yeah and doing like if that person goes to the gym then maybe they start taking video content of them at the gym and they're like wow i I actually love going to the gym why don't i just turn this into content or you know create more create more maybe some people benefit from that and then your aesthetic is also done in that one too because then it's like a gym aesthetic did you just brand yourself caleb Sounds like you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love that. That's a really good take. And I think too, it's about building real relationships on social media. So people are going to want consistency from you. They're going to want integrity, but then they're also going to want like to peel the onion or what's a more attractive way of saying that? The layers. Mm -hmm. They, They, okay, that's just sexual, but you know what I'm saying. I was just thinking like <laughs> layers of clothes, like peel them off. But <laughs> I don't think anybody was going. There. Okay. Well, I went there in my brain, but <laughs> yeah, like the flowers, I don't know, peeling the, the petals off, whatever. Anyway, that's like not knowing what to post and having sort of, instead of being like, oh, what do I post? It's like, how do I build a relationship? Posing it that way might help your brain figure out how to start the relationship. And if you're an introvert, fine. Like, I mean, you can find other introverts to talk to, right? And find those those ways that happen in real life that you could just transform into the digital age. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, um, not scheduling it in. So how does that person say that person, we're going to go off that same person again, the gym, the, The, well, yeah, the gym person that has a small home. How does that person Morgan schedule in time? If they have a busy schedule, like say they're a personal trainer, they say that's what they do now. And they are like up at five, have to be at the gym at five 15. You know, they, they don't have very much time throughout the day. How does somebody that's really, really doesn't have very much time in their schedule. How do they get it in? probably document and then edit on your lunch break Mm. or in between in the bathroom, like finding those little moments to just do it quickly, uh, in the documenting, or if you have, you know, a weekend that's free batching a lot of content and doing the math too, like, okay, I want to post five times a day on TikTok or once on Instagram or whatever it is, 
do the math, figure out how much you need to accomplish in that content batching day to, you know, set you up for a week or two weeks or a month, whatever it may be. And just like squeeze it in. I don't think people care, especially with the algorithm and like how much is on people's feeds. If they see you in the same outfit, if anything, they're going to be like, oh, that's consistent. Oh, I remember that person. Hmm. I remember that background. I like, I don't think that shit matters anymore. So for Jimmy or Jenny, that's, that's that person's name. (laughs) They're going to the gym every single day and they wear the same outfit or close to the same outfit because they work out. That's so that's a win. what you're saying is like, that's a win for them looking the same, sounding the same, like being who they are showing up. Yeah. This is the Matthew McConaughey green light episode of social media blocks. Green light, you won. You have the same outfit. You can't afford a bunch of gym, gym outfits. Great. Make that a part of your identity. Like you could, you could even sprinkle that into your content. Like hey gym rats or whatever whatever the intro is like this is like gray sweatpants guy here like just make it make it fun and make it a part of your your content strategy Mm -hmm. it's just knowing people knowing yourself awareness a lot of your personality is going to be stemmed from culture anyway so someone's going to resonate with it you just might not have found them yet. So that's why like the consistency factor really, really matters. You just have not found them yet. And once you do unlock green light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Batching is a huge thing though. Like waking up early, doing it first thing rather than at night, scheduling it in, thinking, planning, how much content, what kind of content, writing the ideas down and just going for it. Knowing what you're going to say beforehand or like not knowing, but knowing like generally what you're trying to to do and then document in the process as well. Lastly, being a consumer, sorry, being a creator over a consumer. Yeah, that that little over should be flipped around. Being a creator over a consumer. So getting off the algorithm, getting off the feed, switching from, I I really believe everything I've seen from my own experience, from managing other social media channels, it's like seriously the algorithm in the audience, you are labeled as one or the other. And maybe there's an in-between thing that, that it picks up on, but it's really like, how much time does this user spend on this platform as a consumer? How much do they spend as a creator? Are they in the editing platform? Are they filming from TikTok or are they uploading from their phone? Like, I think all of those things personally are tracked. I should look into that more, but that's just what I found. Well, we know that third-party posting hurts. Third-party posting hurts, absolutely. Like post, it's, it's, it's tricky because if it's like Hootsuite or later or something where they've got a relationship with that social media platform, it's good to go. But if it's, uh, we won't, we won't mention the ones that have failed us. If it's those (laughs) that aren't connected, their API isn't connected, right? Then it's going to hurt you and it's going to be a total waste of time. Yeah. So that automation goes back to hard work and what you're willing to do to, 
actually make something quality versus just go through the motions. It's like the rep thing we're talking. <laughs> this episode is just all about gym reps and gym yeah. rats and whatever. But doing those reps at the gym and making them quality and slow and like really getting into the mind body awareness and deep tissue to me matters more than, oh, let me just get it done fast, quick, without a lot of intention behind it. It's the same thing with your posting strategy and being consistent and creativity is so much fun. You guys, like once you start to switch out of being a consumer into being a creator, life gets really good. Life gets really good. Can you say that one more time? Life gets really good. Mm. <laughs> when you switch out of being a consumer into a creator, life gets really good. Yep. All right. That's how I want to end this podcast right there. Love it. Love that. <laughs> okay. Right. Ciao. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs>